Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 107 on a Saturday here at CCO. Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart here in studio. And if you're having a problem with your computer, Hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. It is 651-989-9226. Send your text, same number, 651-989-9226. And I'll throw this out there right now. We always get a ton of calls and texts at the end of the program and we run out of time. So don't fool around. Get on the phone line. Send your text now, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Call or text that number. Doug, good to see you. Oh, it's nice to be here, Steve. Thank you so much. And Christmas is coming up oh. in a hurry, and the mad scramble is on to get those gifts purchased. Uh, when it comes to tech gifts, uh, be very careful if you're not sure uh, exactly what that person likes. Because when it comes to tablets, when it comes to other electronics, There are a lot of different flavors and features and all sorts of things. I have found, and we have given this advice now for years when it comes uh, for graduate season and over the holidays, uh, maybe just put a note or get a gift card to your favorite retailer and say, hey, let's go shopping so they can pick out. Because, for instance, uh, when my wife was looking for a Chromebook, it, it was fun to go to our favorite retailer and play around a little bit. Oh, yeah. So she could find uh, the monitor and the keyboard she liked. So uh, It really it, is important. Yeah, for sure. And I had a guy say the other day that I thought was just a great idea. He said, I had two grandchildren last Christmas. He says, and we were chatting about this. He says, I took both of them two weeks before Christmas, let them pick out their computer, wrapped it up, and put it under the tree. So they got to think about that and anticipate that until Christmas. It was just as good as if it was a massive surprise and they didn't know they were getting it. Because when they opened it, it was exactly what they wanted. They had The keyboards had the right touch. The colors of the cases were right. And girls, they can get different colors on the on the, on the cases, and it's just, yeah, there's so much out there, and it really is a personal thing. Uh, I personally don't care for a screen less than 13-inch. Many people are going after the 11-inch Chromebooks, and they get along with them just fine. But it really is personal. you got to touch them, feel them, play with the keyboards, play with the touchpads, look at the monitors, and if it gets right down to it, I am going to say, listen, just spend a little bit more money and get what's right. Even if it's a little bit more, you'll you'll be glad you did in the future. I think people need to realize that they are on these things a lot more than what they thought they were going to. Even people who are new to a computer. I wish I had a dollar for you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Take your time. Do you fix that? Baby? You know, if you need an extra week, go ahead. I know you're busy. And two days after I got it, I get a call. Say, are you coming here? 
Well, yeah, but I haven't st- Well, yeah, I told you you could take your time. I never realized how much I was going to miss that computer. People get onto these things, and before they know it, they're spending more time with these than they realize. So it's a, it's, it's a big purchase, but it should be done properly. Yep, and uh, keep that in mind as you consider your holiday gift giving. Just a bit of advice from us here at Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart and Steve Thompson in studio today. Jonathan Lowe is our producer, and the number again, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Call or text that number and you'll get through and once again uh better to get in early than get in late and we run out of time here on the program uh doug let's go to that text line i've got a couple already uh i have a friend who has windows 10 loaded onto a solid state drive after he wakes his pc from sleep he gets no bootable device found error what could be going on with that that's probably a conflict between his hardware and his software this is an issue where he might need to go into the setup when the computer first starts. And depending upon your machine, it's F1, F2. On HP, you hit your escape key, and you can select from the menu. If he's in Windows and you go to shut down, you can hold your shift key down and click restart with the shift key down, and it will bring you back up to a menu, and you can select going in and readjusting the UEFI or the BIOS and start there. That's going to be critical. I normally, with a solid-state drive, I turn it off in the BIOS and let the software control. This is uh, pretty common when we first uh, switch these things to SSDs, but it's a simple, simple fix, and if uh, the texter has problems with that, they can give me a call next week sometime, and we'll walk right through it and get it done for them. All right, very good. Uh, By the way, uh, here's another good one from the text line, and this has been really a common uh, topic as of late, and it comes to Windows 7. Uh, We've we've really, since we've come back at the end of football season, um, Windows 7 seems to be working fine. Yeah. Do I need to get a new computer? I don't think so. I, I really like Windows 7. If you buy a new machine and try to take it out of 10 and into 7, most of the manufacturer's BIOS, the basic input-output system chip, is actually blocking that that installation. I'm not certain how the licensing with the manufacturers and Microsoft is set up, but I think that if you've got an older computer with Windows 7, as long as you can completely cut the chain and know how to shut off your updates and buy and use a commercial antivirus and malware protection, Malware Bytes or Enod32 from ESET. There's a lot of good ones out there, but get a commercial one. And I believe you're going to be just fine. I, I, I truly do. And as far as um, we look back even at XP, and XP was a mature operating system. Well, 7 is a mature operating system as well. And I've got many computers that... I've set up with Windows 7, and from the time they left my bench, have never gotten an update and five, six, seven years and never got a virus, never got malware, and run as good today as the day they left my bench. So I I think sometimes the updates will have a tendency to create confusion where there wasn't any need to create that. That's just my opinion. So I think they're just fine. I really do. I encourage people to keep that, especially 
if they have Windows 7 Pro. Pro is a superior operating system to the home version, and that's been true in Windows for Windows 7, Windows 8, Windows XP, uh, 10, especially Windows 10. If you're going to get into Windows 10, I suggest you jump up, step up, and get Pro. It's much, much more flexible. It gives you a lot more control over a lot of things that we want to control, the privacy aspect and things like that. But, yeah, your Windows 7 machine, hang on to it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, those are good machines, and uh, once again, you take care of these things. They should last a good long time. Uh, What are your thoughts from our text line about the quality of MacBook Air versus MacBook Pro? MacBook Air, if memory serves, they came out with those when uh, computers needed to get slim and light. I shall say that uh, my daughter got one of those before she went off to college in Arizona. Uh, She spent uh, four years in Arizona. It's still at home. It's still running great. So I like both of them. They, you know, they both have their functions. Uh, I think Pro might be a little bit easier to service, but overall, at <laughs> Mac equipment, the hardware truly is, uh, <laughs> it's the cream de la creme. It, it really is. I, I like the Macs that will allow a dual boot, uh, put you into an Intel uh, uh, processor. I, I just really like that flexibility. Those computers... You can have multi-boots, have a section for Linux and a section for Windows and a section for Mac. And the hardware itself is absolutely stunning. Even to even the new ones. They're just wonderful, wonderful equipment. Hard, I, hard I can't to go, go wrong. wrong. You can't go wrong. Either way. Yeah. And uh, we, we have had good luck over the years. Refurbs have been pretty good. Uh, the official Apple website, we've had really good luck with those machines. I know in memory we bought three apples out of the refurb bin, if you will. Nice. Have have had pretty good success and really nice savings up front. And they have full factory warranties. So if folks are looking at a Mac, consider those factory refurbs. Oh, absolutely. And if you can't find something there, there's another website that you can go to. And the easiest domain, they've got a couple. But it's MacSales.com. This is a company called Otherworld Computing that has been supporting Mac equipment. I'm not certain what kind of tie they have to Apple. But they're obviously some kind of a of an arm. They are wonderful to work with. And you could probably save some money on a used Mac, uh, which they don't really call them refurbished because that actually has to take place at the factory. But they also have refurbished ones as well. I believe they're coming out of Apple directly. Uh, MacSales.com would be another alternative place to shop for an Apple product. Uh, They just do great work. And the parts that they sell to replace or upgrade a Mac may appear a little bit more expensive. But then you've got the support backing. And anytime you call, you're talking to someone that's in the United States. They speak English. They take their time. I just can't say enough good things about MaxSales.com. Otherworld Computing is the name of the company. Wonderful, wonderful people to work with. Quick break. We've got more on Tech Talk. Doug in studio for the entire hour. The phone number and text number, same thing. We've made it easy. 651-989-9226. It is 119. We'll go to the phones. Camille and Jerry are waiting. We'll go to their calls momentarily here on the CCO. 
122 on a Saturday here at CCO. Doug Swinhart in studio. It is Tech Talk. Let's go to the phone lines as promised. Let's start with Camille. Camille in Shorewood, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi. I have a problem with my computer. I can do everything except I cannot send email. Oh, that's bizarre. Yes. Um, I would first, if you called my house, I would say, what is the email address after the at sign? Because that's going to tell us what your server is. And once I found that out, if it was like Comcast.net or somebody I knew, we would actually go in and we would check to see if you could get it web-based. Depending upon how you're getting your email, if you're using a local email client, Outlook, Thunderbird, something on that order, uh, the settings have changed somewhat. If you have a Gmail account, for example, there has been some conflict between Gmail and Thunderbird as Gmail has changed the way you log in using OTHA logins. But once you get that squared away, um, check your settings, see if you can get into it via web-based, and if that doesn't do it, give me a call next week and we'll work through it. Can't be that complicated if it's uh, if you had it before, we'll get it again. And thank you for the call. All right, Tug, and uh, email is one of those things where um, having a couple of web-based email accounts isn't a bad idea. We've talked oh, yeah. a lot about the free Gmail account. Hard to beat that bargain. Oh. And, and what comes with a free Gmail account. I've had an old Yahoo account for years. There, there are a lot of you know, email services you can have. But it, it's like browsers. It, I, I think it's good to have... A couple of options in that category. Three would be the magic number in my mind. And I, uh, I, we're talking about Mac and Apple. I, I actually have an old dot me account at me account. Apple had that um, email address, your name at me.com. That was a great, great email address. And I've got an old Microsoft one live.com. So there's plenty of them out there. And I agree. You have to always have a backup with browsers and emails, and and I'm getting to the point where I, on computers, even put a second file manager on in case something happens to Explorer or the file manager in in a Linux machine. It, it just it's good to have it, things can happen and take place, and it's if you got an alternative, you just keep right on rolling. Yeah, and you're always going to have uh, if you're employed a work email account. I happen to have two of those: one here and one at my full time job during the week. And then a couple of personal email accounts. And, you know, sometimes it seems like it can, can be a lot to manage, but um, it's it's a good fallback. And when it comes to browsers, and it's worth bringing this up again, and occasionally we'll say, well, you know, my Internet Explorer isn't doing this, that, and the other thing. Um, one of the things you can do this weekend or next week, some night when it, when it's chilly and you don't want to go out, add another browser. Oh, you bet. And and there's some good ones. Brave is a oh, really good new browser. I really like that browser. B R A V E. Oh, you bet. And I had a gentleman send me an email last week telling me about UR browser, and it's um it's out of France, and apparently somehow magically it's got a built-in VPN that you don't have to pay for, and they're touting it as really fast. I have yet to have a chance to play with it. 
I've got one Windows machine in the house, and they only support Mac and Windows, which is not all that uncommon when a browser first comes out. As soon as they get Linux support, I'll be putting it on a Linux machine and testing it there as well. Um, Mozilla Firefox and Chrome and Chromium, still my top picks. Mozilla and Google both are coming out with free password managers built into their browsers, and it's not actually being saved in the browser. I I haven't quite figured out what they're doing there, but anybody that's having problems with passwords, you might want to check out both of those. If you've got two of them, one in each browser, one of them doesn't work, but you open up the other browser and that one works, I think this is going to uncomplicate a lot of people's problems when they come to credential logins. This is going to be big. It's a nice service, I think, from both of them coming up. And once they do it, everybody else will do it as well. As it's a it's a good thing to have multiple browsers and passwords. Make sure you got them so you remember them, and they're becoming more and more important all the time due to security issues. Yeah, and if we have time, we can get into that a little bit later on in the program, some tips on how to manage passwords because there's a lot of different tricks. Uh, Jerry in St. Paul. Jerry, you're on Tag Talk with Doug. Yeah, hi, gentlemen. Uh, Doug, I uh, have a desktop computer, and I'd like to get a like a Chromebook for portability reasons in the house. Mm-hmm. Number one, do I need a router? And then when I looked online at uh, Chromebooks, I see Intel Atom, Intel Core, AMD, Intel Pentium. Yeah, there's a lot All of chips. All I want is the bare bones. I don't want to do anything other than emails and a Google search. I wouldn't get too carried away then. I, you know, the, the, the processor has a lot to do with the speed, but with a, with a Chromebook, uh, unless you're really doing massive things with them, uh, you can get by with, uh, and the ATOM is there's nothing wrong with those processors. Uh, I would actually probably go for a, for a, for a Core 2 or a Core 4, um, Intel i5. Uh, if, it really depends on money and price and, but from what you're telling me, it's kind of a secondary machine. And as far as needing another router, if you have CenturyLink or Comcast, you've already got a Wi-Fi in your house already. And most Internet service providers will provide a modem slash router that does have built-in Wi-Fi in it. So that really shouldn't be an issue. Um, but we can check that out as well. Uh, you can't go wrong on a Chromebook. And I had four people last week call me up, and three of them purchased refurb Chromebooks at Micro Center, and I don't think any of them spent more than $150, and they're gorgeous little machines. Uh, two of them I actually helped to get their Gmail set up and their Google account set up, and they're quick and fast, and they pop right up when you start them up, and uh, you will like your Chromebook. There's no doubt in my mind. Quick break. We've got the weather, and then we'll come back. Carol and Noreen are waiting on the line. We'll get to their calls. We'll go to the text line. Here's a way to reach the program, 651-989-9226. That's good for phone calls or texts, and that's good for all our programs here at CCO. So keep that number handy. Get it programmed into your phone, and you will be good to go. It is 1.30. We'll have the weather and then more tech talk. Here on Saturday at CCO. It is Tag Talk on a Saturday. Great to have Doug Swinhart in studio. My name is Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe is our producer as always. Always great to see Jonathan does an outstanding job 
here at CCO. Let's go to the phone lines right now. We promised we'd jump to the phone lines immediately. And let's start with Carolyn Forrest Lake. Carol, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hi, Doug. Hi, Carol. What's up? I have a couple questions. I have an HP um, all-in-one desktop computer. Okay. And there's been some changes. I don't know what's happened, but after my computer's on for maybe 10, 15 minutes, if I walk away from it and come back, I have to sign back on again with my passcode, which I never had to do. And then my mouse, um, the little cursor, when I go on the Internet and I'm on there at first, that will stop working, and I've changed batteries in the mouse, and nothing seems to work, so I don't know what's going on. I actually have had several of these all-in-ones on my bench in the last several months, and what you're talking about is more common than you might think. The mouse is a Bluetooth mouse. I tell people, you know, if you can get a normal 2.4 wireless mouse, they're inexpensive, that will solve that. And I think what's actually happening, the last one I took apart, I actually used a polyamide tape and taped over every microprocessor I could find. And it's a special tape that sticks right to the motherboard and it's non-conductive, and I think it actually stops some of the um, IR waves. And I believe these chips are actually talking to each other. Uh, why that happens after a while, I do not know. Uh, also, if I take those apart, I love putting a solid-state drive into these things because that's going to take. It's going to reduce your heat, going to reduce the power consumption that is required. And they boot in about 20 to 25 seconds. Just an absolute wonderful combination. Um, Give me a call next week and we'll go over kind of what is happening with this one. I'll download a service manual for your specific computer. And if you want to do the work yourself, you sure can. They're not always the easiest to get open. You've got to be careful with that. But once they're open, they're nice to work on. Um, And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. All right. Uh, very good call. Oh, it's indeed. An excellent call. Yeah, and we've had a lot of great calls on the program today, and we certainly do appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Noreen and Robbinsdale. Noreen, you're on the air. Hey, uh, Doug. Hi. Um, I bought uh, Dell Inspirant a year ago. Okay. It's working great, but um, so I'm getting all these notices for warranties, uh, Microsoft. 365 and um, something else that at the time. But my question is, um, is it a good idea? One of those is asking me if I wanted to renew the, um, extend the Dell warranty. Is that a good idea? I, I'm not real big on those, but it really is more personal preference. I, I Again, I, I think of solid state circuitry, and I always have to remind myself that solid state circuitry was developed in NASA, developed to take the rigors of space, never too much heat, never too cold. The vulnerable part inside of our computers is the microprocessors, Um, the Intel, the AMD, the chipsets that control um, hard drives and video chips and that kind of thing. But they are a very, very small portion of your overall system. And integrated circuitry really should last forever. If you keep your computer running cool, got to take care of those microprocessor chips, and keep it clean, 
I think that if you've got a machine that's stable and you keep your software clean, should run and run and run. Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, Microsoft 365. I think that people can do whatever they need to do with either LeBray Office, which is a full office suite. We can open, edit, and save any Microsoft Office file. And if you need the mobility of uh, 365, you've got many, many apps out there and companies that will support uh, web-based. Uh, Google Drive gives you a full spreadsheet and word processor, and Apple gives you the same services. HP's jumped into that arena at this point. Uh, and I just, um, I, I'm not real big on just chucking out money. I guess I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting cheap in my old age. I guess I'd yeah. say. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just, I be, be frugal. Big thing if you've got a Windows 10 machine, and I'm sure you do, is within probably a month or so that the warranty is gone, I absolutely would encourage you to purchase a commercial antivirus. And I'm going to push Malwarebytes one more time, M-A-L-W-A-R-E-B-Y-T-E-S.com. Great people to work with. Um, Enod32 by a company called ESET, great antivirus. Um, McAfee's out there. There's lots of them out there. Um, but the the forerunners in my mind are malware bites, which I think has been a forerunner for well over a decade. They're just good folks to work with, and they're probably the less least expensive that you can get out of any of them. So I hope that helps. And and thank you so much for the call, and have a good weekend. All right, outstanding call as always. Uh, the number phone or text six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's squeeze in a couple more calls here. Paul and Andover. Paul, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Paul. Do we got you? Yes, thanks for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. What's up? Well, I'm looking at my computer here, and it's called an extra PC, tiny, powerful flash drive that plugs in your computer's USB port, and it's supposed to make it super fast. Yeah, well, you know, all the stuff on that that I've I've looked at this several times, and I it's not bad. I think it's probably worth the money, but... I don't think it really helps a user understand everything that it's doing. And that kind of bothers me just a bit. I don't like the hidden stuff. And I know for certain that you can do everything on your own with free software. But be aware, it's going to take you a little bit more effort to track the stuff down. And But, um, yeah, you could probably give me a call, and in 15, 20 minutes, I could walk you through several links that you could download nearly the same thing. But for people who don't want to mess around with it and want to always add that USB, and I think you're going to find, too, that they are advertising some extra products once you get rolling. I don't know a whole lot about what happens with a computer six months or a year after that. I'm not exactly certain. I like software that I can actually examine and look at and know what to expect tomorrow and next month. And I don't have that with the extra PC. But they've gotten good reviews. Um, if you purchased it, I think it'll be okay for you. I wouldn't encourage you to purchase it because I think you should know the basics. And thank you so much for the call. I appreciate that. Mike in Plymouth, you're up next. Mike, thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. About six years ago or thereabouts, I walked into a store and was looking for some software that I was interested in, and the MacBook Pro was just upgrading, so I talked to the guy into giving me the software I was looking for on the old MacBook Pro. It was nice. I would touch the button that first time I ever used, 
anything from uh from uh, I was always a Windows guy before that. Oh sure. And uh and it was great. It started right up every time. I didn't lose any speed and then about last year I started losing speed on opening it like it would take a couple of minutes. So I bought some malware, put it in, and it cleaned up a lot of files and everything, but it still wasn't wasn't opening quick, so I got on and bought some RAM. It had two sticks of four, and I upgraded to two sticks of eight. Okay. And now every time I turn it on, it crashes, and I'll be in the middle of something, five minutes of work, and all of a sudden, boom, it crashes, and then it'll crash again. Every time it crashes twice, and then it'll stay up for hours. Yeah, this is – um. you may need to call me next week. I think I know what you're dealing with. Uh, if you If you just wanted to take a quick advice – Clean My Mac is one of the best products that you can get, and they do have a free version, but I would recommend that you purchase it. In addition to that, your computer is probably prime candidate for a solid-state drive, and I won't go into how you could do that yourself on uh, on air, but if you give me a call, I'll give you the advice. Sounds like you're kind of a do-it-yourselfer, so you can, you can get by doing this yourself. And... um that's probably going to be the biggest advantage that you do. Once you put that solid-state drive in and mirror your data and get this baby up and rolling, that's going to make a tremendous difference. I would also recommend that you turn this thing over as long as you installed your own random access memory modules and take them out and flip them around, change slots, and make sure they're in there really good. Don't be afraid to... Take a little brush or a vacuum and make certain that even if it looks clean, take and just make sure that there's nothing interfering with that RAM. I've had that happen many, many times where you think you got it in there and it's all solid and some little tiny particle that you can't even see is creating the type of anomalies that I believe you're dealing with. I think you got a little grunge in those little slots. Not much. Not anything you did wrong. It's just... Got in there. It's just really tiny. It happens. Um, and other than that, give me a call next week, and we'll spend some time, and I'll explain to you what you can do for an SSD drive. And I'll get you all excited about that because that really is the answer. And thank you so much for the call, and have a good weekend. Tech Talk continues from our text line. SSD drives, uh, are they always better? Yes. Um, the, okay. Yeah, the the only thing that, that you got to realize when you're buying an SSD drive and you're putting it in one of your computers, the motherboard bus speed has changed greatly. If you probably, and you probably have one, if you have a machine that is moving data through that bus at six gigabytes per second, that's an enormous amount of data in a second, that SSD drive will be able to perform and operate at its fullest potential. If you have a motherboard that's three gigabytes per second, I will still guarantee by switching that drive with the spinner or the rotary drive that's in there, bare minimum, you will increase your overall performance by four times. And it does make a difference. And, yes, they are always better. Quick break. We'll go to the text line when we come back. Uh, we'll, We'll talk about mesh wireless systems. And we'll go to the phone lines as well. We've got uh, Charles in Minneapolis waiting on the line. It is Tag Talk Saturdays between 1 and 2 here on CCO. Ten minutes now in front of 2 o'clock. Sports Saturday follows the news 
at 2 here on CCO. Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio. Let's jump to the phone lines again. Charles in Minneapolis, go quick. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, Charles? Uh, I got a question for you. I got a, uh, well, I'm a private pilot, and I bought a gaming computer with, uh, and I put a Microsoft LightSim X on it. Okay. And then I bought a bunch of accessories to go with it to control the the app, you know, like a flight yoke and pedals and radio panels. Oh, sure. You did it right. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get into that, too, so I'm all ears. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but I can't get all the accessories to work right within the program. Some of them I got, some of them I don't. And then I'm also understood that you can hook up like an iPad to it for a second screen where you can see like all of your uh, uh, gauges and stuff for the airplane. This is uh, this is right in my wheelhouse. Configurations for things of this magnitude of complexity, really, you're going to spend some time. But when it's done, it's going to be an animal. I will request that you give me a call sometime next week when we got some time to talk, and we'll probably have to talk to each other a couple of times, but I'll help you get that thing configured and configured properly. We will make that run, and if we can't do it together, then it probably can't be done, and we can figure out what equipment you have to add or take off. Even the order in which you install these peripherals will make a difference. And so you got to take it step by step. Make sure your operating system is clean first. If possible, we install the hardware before you put the game in. Uh, but we'll, we will get it. And we'll probably even open up a DOS window and reconfigure your buffers and your files in the background at a DOS level. We'll make it go. Thank you so much for the call. I look forward to working with your system. And I know for sure... I'm probably going to have to work out some kind of a barter thing where Steve can come up and play. So thank you so much for the call, and have a good weekend. You know, I've been thinking about that See? for years, Oh yeah, uh, pursuing that. If you go play with his, you'll buy one. Yeah, get, getting a souped-up computer because of those flight simulator games, they're incredibly fun. If you're interested in aviation, oh. it's extraordinary. You get a couple of big monitors, and you, you set up the computer and all. I, I've seen these in action before. I'd love to get into that. If you get a chance to get out to Micro Center, they actually have this deal that you looks like a chair. You sit in this thing. The pedals are there. The yoke is there. The joysticks. You can't, you can't possibly. And then you mount your monitors. Yeah. It's got sound all the way around. And these things, when they first came out, they were thousands and thousands of dollars. Today... They're affordable to the point, I'm afraid to have you go look at one, Steve. If you want one that bad, you're probably going to be a buyer. Yeah. I, I, you know, Maybe you should stay away from that candy store for geeks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to get into that. Oh, it's, it's a good it's, time. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Um, let's go to Judy. Let's bring in Judy. Uh, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Doug. Hi, Judy. What's going on? Well, I have an HP laptop, and I've had it for oh, about seven years now. And, oh, nice machine. And it seems to be working fine, but now all of a sudden when I open it up and turn it on or, you know, <laughs> open it up, it comes up with all these pop-ups down the right side of my screen, mm-hmm. and I have to keep Xing them out, and they just keep popping up. You know, there's many of them in a row, and as I exit them out, more more of them. Yeah, the first thing I'm going to suggest is you uh, open up a web browser, and hopefully you've got more than one. Uh, if you're using Internet Explorer, this is going to be not so good. 
but you need to get um, ADW Cleaner, and it's just like it sounds, a Apple D-Dog W Winter and the word cleaner, no spaces. And that is from Malware Bytes, the company, and you can either download it there or Major Geeks. Probably be quicker for you to go to Google and just type in ADW Cleaner space Major Geeks, no hyphens there, just M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S, and it'll take you right to the link, download it, run it, and it'll clean your computer in minutes. And I hope that helps. Thank you so much. All right, from our text line real quickly, uh, we have Doug's phone number and email coming up at the end of the program. Do you do house calls, or are you out of that business? It's rare, okay. uh, but I have been known to do this. If, if I like to keep them close, especially this time of year. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would do that. I've... Um, I've gone out to a couple of people's house that were that were handicapped or invalid or with time thing. Yeah, we can make that happen, sure. All right, real quick, mesh uh, wireless system. Oh, this is big. Yeah, quickly, how does it work? We're tight on time. They, you just buy these little extra little doohickeys that you plug in and just it, plug into the wall. You bet into an outlet, and they they expand your network, your wireless, and increase your power. Probably one of the best systems you can get for mesh. It comes from Xfinity. You ha- you already got the router. You buy that. You plug it in, and up it comes. If you have weak spots in your house or a large house, this is the way to go. The way that mesh works is different than normal networking. It is, I think, the coming Wi-Fi in the house real, real soon. This evolution is wonderful to watch. Wi-Fi has come a long way in the last half a decade. So people shouldn't be afraid of it? Should take Oh, my no. Oh, absolutely. Jump right into this one. You're on the cutting edge, but you're not on the bleeding edge with this one. Not at all. All right. The hour has gone quick. We'll see you next Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock. Doug, your phone number and email. Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 651 651- Five five two nine five four three, and thank you so much, Steve. See you next week. All right, very good, Doug. Uh, once again, it is Tech Talk Saturdays between one and two o'clock. Sports schedules permitting, of course, here on CCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.